Hello and welcome to the only podcast where I hunted for a joke all day, but I ended up not wanting to record it. And I'm sure you guys can echo that as well. I really put my crosshairs on it and incorporated some tech, but I came out with nothing. Omega. I'm Matt. I'm Luke. And I'm Max. And this is Force for Thought. That was elaborate. It was. And <laughs> that was a roller coaster. That was yeah. great. Joking. Honestly, I wasn't that on board until you just said Omega. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, had nothing, I had nothing for that. Uh, well, hello. Welcome back. Uh, we are talking the Bad Batch Season 2 review, uh, which is, uh, you know, next week, uh, Bad Batch Season 3 starts. We figured we'd look back on the most recent season and talk about it. Um, we all did a rewatch. We rewatched an episode specifically today, which I'm interested in why you... Wanted to rewatch that. You want to know? I do want to so know. I, I don't know, know why I didn't I ask you earlier. Obviously, watched all of Bad Batch season two when it aired, and then I rewatched it this week. Both times, I fell asleep during Metamorphosis. Really? I, that was my first time. Uh, like you know what it's like when you fall asleep watching TV. You're in and out. Yeah. And there was a lot of parts when I was rewatching it just earlier with you guys that I was like, oh, I've seen this part, and then ten seconds later, I was like, I have no idea where we are. All of a sudden. <laughs> oh, that's I such a good it. one too. It's the Return of the Zillow Beast. It was great, and then maybe it that's is. why because I didn't see it live or as live as it could be i didn't see yep. it like right when it dropped and so i saw on twitter that it was the return of the zillow beast episode and then mm-hmm. when i was watching it i was kind of dozing off and i was like oh yeah there there's a beast hunting him it's the zillow beast and then they capture it and they're like oh what is this thing and i'm just in my head sleeping like i'm starting to close my eyes like yeah it's the zillow beast that's fine i know what's happening matthew there. i know you have yes. like a whole order for this and i'm so sorry to go out of it already but i do love it. that episode because yes the zillow beast was one of the few uh um leftover stories from the clone wars that was unresolved mm-hmm. but also i remember watching it the first time because i did watch it the day it came out and i didn't know it was the zillow beast mm-hmm. and i remember like as it started to grow and grow i started to have that feeling in me where i was like this thing looks familiar i think i've seen this before and then like before it was like painfully obvious i was yeah. like this is the zillow beast it's very cool the men of Morphosis is a great episode because i think the season and that's the thing rewatching this whole season oh, did i call it the wrong thing just now when i was talking about it i'm you, sorry you said metamorphosis on. excellent all right cut that sorry <laughs> <laughs> i'm good um <laughs> the, uh, this rewatching the season you know we talk about how much we we like season two of the bad batch but my god rewatching it i was like it's very good Sorry, I just had a thought to cut no, you off. No, please cut me this off. This is another video. This is another video episode. This is our second episode where we're we have uh, video up and running. So That's true. If you're listening to us on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you are, you can head over to YouTube and see our faces also. That's true. And every week, two out of the three of us will be wearing a hat. I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I've noticed. I wear a lot of hats. Yeah, I'm a big hat guy now. And then Luke and I have been <laughs> rotating. Um, so the, this is, so what are your overall thoughts rewatching it? And if you guys can conjure up your thoughts, um, about watching it when we, when it came out too, we kind of already talked about the release schedule, not keeping up with it, um, as much as we did. Cause I think season one, we were like, okay, we'd rather watch it in bulk. So we kind of covered that stuff, but like rethinking back when you w- were watching season two live and then versus rewatching it now has any thoughts differed between there or like, what are your overall thoughts of the season? And then we can kind of go a little bit by episode by episode as well. I mean, overall, strongly pro. I, I really like this series, mm-hmm. and this season, I think, was overall probably better than season one, because while there was probably like the same quantity of filler episodes, I thought the quality of the filler episodes were better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, we can talk about that when we go episode by episode, but we've mentioned before the tech not pod racing episode I thought was really good. So mm-hmm. to piggyback off that, um, I was one of the people that did make fun of that episode, and it's still one of my least favorite episodes of the season, but upon rewatch, I do appreciate it more specifically for that storyline with mm-hmm. Sid 
and whatever that other better gambler name is. The <laughs> Dawoodin? Yeah. Does he have a name? I know his oh, okay. species that makes me, is Dawoodin. <laughs> well, that makes me feel better, though, if you don't know his name. Um, uh, but then he has that line where he said, sooner or later, they're going to find out who you really are, or something along those lines, mm-hmm. right? And I was mm-hmm. like, I didn't realize that the first time I'm watching it. I thought it was just like a throwaway line in this kind of random episode. But now looking back, knowing that she betrays them in the end of the season, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this episode of all the episodes had very important foreshadowing. Well, and beyond that, it, it, it's the first time we kind of get a glimpse of potentially tech dying as well. And I feel like in the in, you know, in Fast Friends, focus is solely on him and he's going out there for the greater good of the Bad Batch. And so it's like looking back, that is a weirdly pivotal. And that's the thing. There's not many filler episodes in this season that don't further somebody's story arc a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or if it's like, even when they're on the island and they're like, and Hunter is like, oh, do I leave Omega here? She would have such a more, you know, she would have a better life here as a child. Like, should I do this? Like, even that episode can be more filler, but it's like actually the consequences and you're having Hunter have those thoughts. And so it's like every episode has some sort of, um, you know, important, in, you know, integral mm-hmm. part to these these characters and that we, you know, we get let out on. So it's, 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 it's also a great episode. Yeah, I agree. And going back to what Max was saying about Sid, I remember watching the finale and Sid betrays them. And I was like shocked. I was like, oh, Sid, how could you? Yeah. But now going back and rewatching season two, like Sid sucks. Yeah. That should not have been surprising. She no. is the worst. Yeah. yeah. Her plans always get them in trouble. Always. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she doesn't care about them. She's mean to them. She's not, she does not. In she, season one, I remember yeah. her um, taking interest in Omega in a positive way. Um, but that seemed to be gone in season two. Yeah. She's very cold and distant to them all season long. Yeah. But now in hindsight, it's more of a Jeffrey Epstein kind of way. Much <laughs> 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 like George Lucas on the logs. Um, yeah, I think, um, I don't know. That's a, I'm glad they kind of moved away. I'm glad she actually did trade to them because it is I'm, weird. I'm sorry. That, that's the third different episode. We made a decision not to talk about George Lucas and the logs, but we're still doing it. You can't get away with it. That just goes to show. It always comes back to get you. Well, you, you, you brought up episode. Wait, did you or did you? You brought them up. I think we've always yeah, brought them Yeah, I did. We've all brought them Classic hat wear mentality today. <laughs> um, the Sid, I think, is an uh, interesting character because... She's Girl supposed to be like a funny like person, right? And it's like Rio Perlman's playing her, so it's supposed to be funny. It's like you know, I, I don't know. It's 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 an odd acting choice, but then it, she just does the same formula all the time. It's like do this mission. She feels like when you're going to do side quests in a video game, and then they're like, "Here's a side quest," and it's like, "Mom, I don't really want to do. That. I want to see more." Like you get thing. like two minutes of free roam, but yes. it's basically just like now go see Sid, and she'll give you your next mission. I'm like, oh, <laughs> do I have to? And you have to like do the slow walk, and you're like, "Why can't I run at this?" Part? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it's like. Um, and so yeah, I don't know. I'm glad that she did trade on them because it, it would have gotten old, and with having only three seasons, now it's like, oh, season one, she's pretty warm to them. Two, very cold, and now three, presumably, is going to be a redemption arc. I assume it should have been another clue when. Was it episode one that introduces Fee, the the new character? Because when she started mm-hmm. showing up, I was like, well, this seems pretty similar to Sid. Like, why yeah. do we need two of them? It's, but better. Yeah, Fee is good. And Sid With the Wanda And because she's a character. love interest to Tech, which is funny because... Is she a love interest? I you don't think that's a love interest? I, I would. Yeah, I would. I'm on I Luke's, don't think so. I'm on Luke's side. Where I'm like, I don't really know that was a love interest. Do they See, ever she even can, hug? Doesn't she, like, kiss him before he leaves for the last mission or whatever? Oh, no? I don't remember. I don't that. think so. Okay. No, never mind. Is this fan art you drew yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on some weird subreddit. He's a, he's a tech fee shipper. Yeah, but it, well, I she does call it. him Brown Eyes, which is one of my notes because she 
but calls him brown eyes every time and that just sticks out to me as weird yeah. like i know it's trying to humanize tech and it does a good job but i don't know i just always got the ick every time she would call him that yeah I think because it's an obvious love interest i mean i guess if it's I really mean. his brown eyes that you're into though he is a clone. <laughs> I need people to start commenting on this. Let me know that they're on my side here. That was definitely like an implied love interest because what I was going to say was the first time, spoiler alert, when the first time you're watching the season two, you don't anticipate one of them dying and especially tech, right? And then I felt like on rewatch, it was like, oh, it's so obvious that they're building up to him mm -hmm. dying. Like you said, like he gets yeah. like his basically his own episode in that yeah. not pod racing episode. And then he gets this fee character who, in my opinion, is an obvious like love interest to the character. I wouldn't go as far as love interest, but she does do a good job of helping him develop as a character yes. and humanizes him and not she, just I think humanizes him for the audience. Yeah. I know that's what I'm saying. She like brings out the humanity in him. I guess maybe love interest is maybe too far of a word, but I think yes. I, I in, in, that, in that regard, because I feel like she's like, who is this guy with glasses? But I don't know if anything beyond that. And obviously Tech is just like the shy kid in like seventh yeah. grade. I always thought she was just kind of a flirt. And yeah, like text yeah. a shy kid in seventh grade, and that's yeah. always the flirt's main target. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not backing down. <laughs> <laughs> that's a love interest. I support you not backing down. Um, same. So we start the season with the spoils of war, which I think is an absolute banger of an episode to start with. Um, oh. are we um, are we getting into our favorites and least favorites? Because that's I was going to go towards the end after we kind of go episode by episode. Well, it might come up this time because this was my least favorite. Interesting. I did not like the premiere. Really? Much. You don't like good guys robbing a dead man? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. I... I liked all the stuff with the separatists yeah. and I liked the message that Echo taught Omega that, mm -hmm. you know, it's not about the mission. You got to yeah. survive and live to fight another day. I don't know. That moral seemed kind of obvious from the beginning and the episode seemed to drag just to get there. Where no, I, I thought it they was did getting that, after five minutes. I thought they did that so well, though, because she wasn't just like motivated by greed. She was motivated mm -hmm. by guilt because of what Echo said earlier yeah. in the episode mm -hmm. when he was saying, like, basically, like, we're doing this because of her. Right? Yes. So she was like, that was which proving is a, her worth. And another good tech moment, though, because you never really see tech talk out of line. Tech always talks objective, not subjective. But in there, he kind of I guess that was objectively true do as you well. have a quote uh, what did you say i think that's basically what max just said i forget what the direct quote was yeah. but basically like the the mess that they were in was because of her like they wouldn't have to hide from the empire if it wasn't for yeah omega, omega. but like stealing dooku's treasure is just a cool phrase to say i was like <laughs> yeah i do want to see that that's and true i think that's the treasure thing. not as much as war chest war chest <laughs> yeah. is a great word <laughs> yeah war, war chest is hyphenated good. um there's but, no way that's hyphenated. That's got <laughs> to be words, right? Yeah, that's okay. two words. <laughs> so I think and then the ruins of war as well. And I, we end, I, and I think them getting separated is interesting. I think that's, who gets hurt? I can't remember who gets hurt. We've been watching this for a bit now. Uh, was, was it, it Echo? I thought it was. One of the skinny boys, right? Mm, man, that's yeah, not good. I thought it was Tech. Welcome to yeah, our Echo review of Bad Batches and Two. Well, this is the first episode. <laughs> yes. So in the well, the ruins of war, I don't really have any. I was just that's kind of my my only note. Again, I, we could spend probably way too long on each of these episodes, and there's obviously quite a bit. So it was like a part one and two. So I don't really have much different. In the, well, the ruins commentary. of war, I like when they the the old man in the hut they find. Um, that whole that whole bit is cool. I think I love when they end up finding Dooku's treasure. It's hanging off the cliffs. Um, you know, text going. They have to get the ropes in there and out of there. I think that is a really great action sequence. I like that it's nighttime. And this is something that like in animation nighttime has such a specific vibe that I really enjoy. 
like when I'm like Simpsons at night is like a very much like a vibe. And I love when those episodes are at night. Um, and the same thing with Bad Batch. I'm like, there's like this weird mythical almost forest that they're running through. Tech is hurt. Yes. Tech is hurt. Cause he finds, um, he ends up going to what's it called? The, the hut. And the guy helps him out. The older guy. Um, and so I, I like that aspect of it. And I like the setting that they're in, in that, in that episode. Um, it feels really cool. So that's my notes for spoils and ruin of war. Do you guys have any more for episode one, two? Uh, nope. Yeah, spoils of war it. is uh, my least favorite, mm-hmm. but not like by a mile. You know, it was yeah solid. I maybe my expectations were too high for the premiere. Mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, the it just sets the tone. I love the the cadence of this season, where I think it sets the tone where it's like, oh, it's kind of a fun adventure, right? And then it gets a little bit more serious, and then we double down on that with the third episode, the Solidarity Clone, which is the Crosshair episode, mm-hmm. uh, the first uh, Crosshair episode in the season. And I'm glad they didn't hold it back i feel like because they could have been like okay six episodes in and we're finally going to get the crosshair um but it double it doubles down the darkness i think um we we, we that see episode's real dark it's really dark and that's why i like it. it's like oh this actually might be a very different type of season maxwell what did you think crosshair is your favorite character or was it is uh he uh he is my favorite character in the bad batch i was looking up my notes because i had quite a few from this episode um hit us with them some memorable moments from it um, Cody goes AWOL. That was a question that I actually had brought up on a recent yeah. episode that I didn't know how Corey's storyline ended, which makes me believe <laughs> that it is possibly Cody in the Bad Batch Season 3 trailer that we see later on, because we see a clone that's definitely not one of the Bad Batch. But anyway, um, Crosshair blowing up that tank by shooting right down the barrel. That's so, so cool. Yeah. So cool. Um. Cody kills a droidica by sticking a battle droid and then shooting it so mm-hmm. it dies and it like falls slowly into the droidica's bubble. Yeah. That was such an elaborate way to kill that thing, but that was awesome. <laughs> yes. I love that a lot. Um, and Crosshair kills a guy in cold blood. Yes, he does. It is was that- like just a, a all around a badass episode. That- I remember watching it on rewatch and thinking, wow, this was such a cooler episode than I remember. Is that the episode at the very end where he kills the guy on the top of the... In that tower? Yes. Because mm-hmm. he it's basically to save... I forget what they're arguing about. My God. I, blanking today, left and right. The Imperial officer ordered Cody to kill the... Uh, I don't want to say rebel because that's a loaded word mm-hmm. in Star Wars, but he was basically a rebel. Um, he was a separatist remnant. Yeah. 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 Uh, Cody talked... So the separatist remnant guy had the Imperial officer um, at gunpoint and... Cody convinced him to release him and said, like, it's cool. We don't have to keep fighting. The war is the clone war is over. We can move on and learn to live in peace. And then so he lets the Imperial officer go. And then the Imperial officer orders Cody to shoot the guy. And Cody's like, no, I just did. I just told him I wouldn't. And then they bicker. Yes, no, for a minute. And then Crosshair kills him. Yeah. So it is super dark. It, It was he was Crosshair was certainly in the wrong in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. Um, that's not the moment I'm thinking of, though. The moment I'm thinking of is when he kills the other Imperial. Oh, no, that that's the second Crosshair episode. Yeah. Yes, which we'll get to. I don't know why I can, I'm getting this mixed up. I'm hosting this episode. <laughs> um, so the next episode we move into is Faster, which is the one we've kind of talked to length about already, which is Tech in his pod racing, I guess for better. Not like pod a better racing. Word. Not pod <laughs> racing. Um, again, I like the setup. This is... You need a lighter episode. Again, the cadence of this is very good. You need a lighter episode in this season after you have kind of three that do end up getting darker, especially after the Spoils of War. So when I was watching this, this came as a needed break. 
but I think when you're watching them on the weekly basis or when you're going to take a break, you're like, okay, well, I was kind of really digging that more grittiness, like the comics you were talking about. Um, Next com- month. Comics in general. <laughs> I didn't say which ones. I didn't say which ones. Uh, like comics in general, though, we like the grittier tone of it, I think, too. And I think it's the show is that it does have ebbs and flows, and it is a kid's show, and it is animation, so you need to have those kind of... Don't stop. Don't That was really funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it's, it's only two weeks from uh, now, actually. It's not long. Check out Max's Rogue One if you yes. learn about comics. <laughs> We're wearing the same clothes. Um, and, <laughs> um, um, but the... Yeah, so faster... It was fun. And I actually, the first half was fine, but the actual race with Tech, when he's making those decisions to win the race, are really cool to see. Yeah, it's awesome. And like you said, it is a lighter tone. It's kind of a break emotionally because it can't just keep getting darker, darker. Like your emotions can't just build, build, build for 16 episodes. There has to be gradual rises and releases. And people just seem to default to because this is lighter episode that means it's filler that means it's bad and it wasn't bad it was really good it is this is probably my least favorite episode of them all but with that being said it's like it's like splitting hairs because i were you watching it i was insane i it was insane to me how much i enjoyed this full season i was like wow this is actually yeah. really great like it, we knew you know by the time you get to plan 99 you kind of forget about spoils of war ruins of war. you kind of forget about how you got there and it's well i we we're talking about the season, I guess. 16 episodes seems like the perfect length. Yep. It is just the right amount where, like, as I'm watching it live, I feel like it's enough. And now when I go to do a rewatch, I pulled it up and it was like 16 episodes. That's not bad. Yeah. I can rewatch that. Yep. And it's, it is the perfect amount. Because, again, if it was eight episodes, that's when you need that build consistently. But yes. when you have 16, do a little bit, not even filler episodes, but do a little bit more lighter and play with those tones. Because in the end, you get different character development in different ways. Uh, like Entombed, the next episode, which I love this episode. Uh, refresh my memory. Which one is Entombed? This is one they go with uh, Faye. Fee. Fee. Hosting this episode. <laughs> uh, and they're, they get stuck in this, in this, in this, uh, it's like, it feels oh, like an yeah, Indiana Jones go, episode. They go, <laughs> yes, that's yes. exactly what I was going to say. They go play Indiana Jones. Yes. And I loved it. I thought it was a blast. And the fact that they're, you're going if from. If you can edit down my voice crack there in post, I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> paying attention to it the fact that again we're having this racing episode right we're having this crosshair standalone episode and now we're having like a bottle episode when they're in these tombs basically i think is a blast and i i absolutely love this episode i love the visuals of this um i love when they get separated i think omega grows here a lot too when she's really realizing that the things that she does affects the group as well you know she's not just uh a kid i mean she is a kid but she's not just a kid within this group everyone needs to kind of play a part even she can be a reliable member of the yes group. exactly yeah. and i think she and this is really to me she's done that in the, in the past but this is really where she learns that that lesson i think um and i i love this episode i think it's a blast again really surprised going back and watching how many episodes i was like ooh, but mm-hmm. i do like that one Ooh, but i do like this one i like this one too this is the one where they um whatever awaken that big mech monster spirit thing mm-hmm. um and I remember the, the line sticks out to me when Tech says, we woke it up when we removed its heart, so it stands to reason that if we replace its heart, then it would go back to sleep, or yeah. something along yeah. those lines. And maybe it's just because I know Tech's dead now, but it feels like they can give lines like that to someone else, because it really makes everyone else seem incompetent. Like, that's yeah. not a Tech <laughs> thing. Like, that's not You don't need to be a super genius to, exactly. I, I, to know what Command Z is. <laughs> I think it is one of those things, though, where, like, that—that that is his skill, is in those moments of panic, he's able to 
deduce things like that or, or mm-hmm. alter things. So like I think like when Rucker's like, how do I burst out of here? I think Tech's thinking more logically within that. But yeah, I guess that is true too. Um, uh, my, sorry, go on. Uh, the, uh, the mech beast or whatever it is. Did it look like Zepho technology to you? Yeah, it did. From because Jedi they, Fallen Order and yeah. Survivor. Yes, that's that was my big takeaway on rewatch. I didn't really care <laughs> for this episode a whole lot either. I think this episode and the last one may have been the low points for me. Um, but that was the big thing. Like every time I saw like the big shot of the thing, like it, its head had like that wide head, and I was just yeah. like, it looks the like big center eye. Yeah. yeah, I was like, it looks like Zepho technology, but they never really address it. So it looks was, like a villain from The Incredibles. That's all I was thinking the entire time. Sorry, changing gears like that. The Incredibles. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> the Underminer. Okay. Yeah, there or we like go. The ball thing yes. with the spider yeah. legs. Uh, another line that stuck out was I don't even know if it's the line. It's more of a plot point, but they talk about having to get back to their ship, and if the beast destroys their ship, they'll be stranded here. Yes. That should come up all the time in Star Wars, and it seems to yes. never. I think that's why I like this I'll episode. Be constantly yeah. worried about the stake came up in the next episode because he's getting closer and closer too, and it's like, oh, yeah. it's so creepy. So the next episode, Tribe. The Return of Gunji. Oh, Tribe. Never mind. I was thinking of the one after that. Yes. You know, nothing happens here with the ship. Yeah. But this is the Return of Gunji, which is great. Yes, this is a good one. I was excited to see this. this Jedi. Another... Lightsabers. Yes. Honestly, That's I was basically all it was, too, because yep. it was very, like, inconsequential. I remember he was in the trailer, and a lot of people were super excited. Like, yes. Gunji's going to be in this. What does it mean? It's like, well, it's just one episode. He's back with the Wookiees now. Like, yeah, okay. but, man, was it full fun to see Gunji? Was, yeah. I, I like that. I, this episode, to me, is maybe a lower-ish point as well. Because, again, the second half when it's a Gunji and lightsabers, it's very fun. But before that, I'm like, that's what I remember. But the entire episode before that is, oh, it's okay. Um, uh, no, I love this because... Mm-hmm. Everything I, you I just like, said earlier. I like Jedi and lightsabers and Gunji and Wookiees. But the Luke was meditating- unironic when he was cheering for those things. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, the meditating and like listening to the Great Tree is, I think, what they call it. Or maybe that's the Zelda one. But... Um, he teaches Omega to do it too. And Omega's not necessarily force sensitive. Yeah. Maybe she is, I guess it's not confirmed. We'll see. But even if she's not, meditation and being calm and present is still a skill yeah. anyone could have even without the force. And yeah. I liked that sort of mesh between regular people and regular people sounds like <laughs> a stigma. Between force users and non force yes. users. The sta- the same skills can be applied to either. We also are regular people in this scenario too. We're not, so I don't think you can. Yeah, I think it's okay to say. <laughs> Maybe you normies are. <laughs> um, it's not the next episode either. I'm looking back at my notes now. <laughs> it's, it's, episodes. It's off. not true. The consequences. <laughs> no. This is where the season really takes a turn. Yes. Um. This is when Echo leaves. This is at the very end. He. This is the biggest takeaway for me personally. He leaves at the end of the next one, right? This was like another like two parter episode. Yes, it is. Yeah. So yeah. We're, we're the, refresh the consequences and, and the cross the audiences. Because truth and qu- consequences, this one... Take it over, Maxwell. I don't think it had the Bad Batch in it at all, right? I think it was all uh, Tucci. Um, I don't know the other clone that was in it, right? This is the, like the... Oh, oh, this is the clone conspiracy? Or, yeah, so the I think that's the second one, right? Conspiracy. Isn't the second episode clone conspiracy? I think this was a two-parter. The clone conspiracy yes, is the next conspiracy. episode. This oh. is the one with Tucci that the Bad Batch yes. wasn't in at all because this is the two-parter. And at first, very hesitant to not see the Bad Batch in a episode. Uh, no, I was all about it. I loved the politics and stuff, especially the difference between like the Republic Senate mm-hmm. and the Imperial Senate. I would love to get more in- involved with well, that. Well, I was going to say, the first five minutes, I was like, oh, I don't know. And then after that, I was all on board because this, uh, this whole arc was great. Um, yeah. Just for posterity, before we get too into it, is it Tucci or Chuchi? Is it 
Tucci with a T. I think the subtitles have a C-H-U-C-H-I. But I always thought it was Tucci, like Stanley Tucci. I was just going to say like Stanley Tucci. I think it is Tucci. Tucci? Go ahead. uh, You internet users can fact check me. Yes, please. Yeah, it's Tucci. Tucci. It is C-H-U-C-H-I? Yep. Um, I love this episode. I think the, the, the one that precedes it as well, I think it's a great container to show the politics beyond what's going on within the Bad Batch universe. We know what's going on in the Bad Batch universe, obviously, in this time period, but the fact that we're able to see it affect the Bad Batch, you know, and fighting for clone rights is a really fun thing to see. Because I feel like usually we don't really focus on that, even within Attack of the Clones, even within, you know, the prequel Mm -hmm. trilogy. I remember um, in the Padme books, the end of the first one, um, when Padme dies and Sabe goes and starts, like, uh, trying to look into it, and she goes to her desk and she just mentions like all this stuff. She sees uh, files or uh, amendments that haven't been filled, filed for clone personhood, and it was just like a throwaway line in that book. But I remember stopping, stopping the audiobook and be like, "No, I want that. I want to learn more about this. That sounds fascinating." Give me the text of that bill. <laughs> I'm finally getting it, and I'm yep. real jazzed up about it. Oh yeah. Um. So then, moving into truth and consequences, what we were talking about before. This is when Echo leaves. Um. This is a huge moment, I feel like, within the Bad Batch. The Bad Batch are completely separating, and I feel like, realistically, Echo has... What happens in this episode? This is the part two of... Oh, this is the part two for the clone conspiracy. Yes, and this is also really interesting where they're... You know, I love the fact of hiding behind corners, and this dark underbelly of the the, political world is kind of shown, too. Um, And then, you know, we're getting... I don't know, we're getting the separation now, and I feel like, like, retroactively, presumably... Echo probably isn't going to feel bad, but it's like crazy. He lost all this time out now with tech, you know, and really started breaking up the Bad Batch. And something that oh. I like a lot, too, is just like in this episode hits home, like with just like life in general. It's like, you know, you don't want your friends to move away. You don't want your friend, you know, to, to grow up and go to college or whatever. And this is how Omega's feeling like it's way too young almost. But like real life, she is in a real life situation and real life is going to happen around her. And so I feel. I feel really bad for her and the fact that, and as an audience member too, just the Bad Batch separating. I'm like, well, no, I want you want my friends to be together. You know, I want to mm-hmm. see them together. So this is like a really sad moment at the at the end. It kind of came as a shock to me too. I know. I remember thinking the whole time watching it because Echo keeps making all those comments about how we should be doing more for yes. clones and more yeah. in the galaxy. And I was like, yes, Echo, Echo, agree completely. The Bad Batch should help do more. And then Echo just leaves to go do it on his own with Rex. And I'm like, well good for you and i guess good for the bad batch also because they're gonna help omega be safe and happy and grow up and yep. i guess this is what's best for everyone but that's not what i wanted or expected but yay i suppose i agree um max you have any uh thoughts on this episode besides that um i don't know if it was this episode or the episode before but rex um makes mm-hmm. uh an appearance at some point because he yes. saves senator chuchi and then he takes her somewhere it was like a a garage and he was like oh i have like i know a place in the lower levels or yeah. whatever and i'm fairly certain that it was a reference to the um mortez mortez sisters mortez. Mortez oh, sisters interesting. from the yeah. last season of the clone wars i got i got i caught that too i agree that's maybe, cool it made me happy yeah these episodes the two parters really do blend um same thing with spoils of war and ruin of war mm-hmm. ruins of war um, the next episode is the one with the plane, with the ship. That yes, this was crossing. the one I was thinking about. I also love this episode, too. Again, the visuals are great. Uh, Omega doubles down on her. Can you get more, more detail about what this episode is? This is the one where they go mining for Sid, so they yep. go to this planet, and then do they want to extract, I forget what the element is, but then when they're extracting this element, their ship gets stolen, and then there's a big 
like sandstorm and they get trapped. And okay. Then yep. The next episode they go, they find their ship. I'm kind of combining these two episodes now. Yep. Metamorph- um, and then that was when they were like retrieval. they're retrieval. fighting for like those workers' rights in that episode. Boy, this show has an agenda, doesn't it? <laughs> um, uh, because they were like being lied to from their leader, whose name escapes me at the moment. Yeah, the retrieval. And this is a great episode too. When you're following that young kid who steals the ship. Yeah. Um, and I love the. The dude is super freaky and scuzzy looking, obviously, and he's classic Mad Max, you know, storing everything for himself for food and everything. And the setting is so cool in this episode, too. Both of them, the crossing and the retrieval, um, you have that contrast of, like, those the big glowing, um, what's it called? Like, big glowing pools and stuff within those, within those caves, within that giant tunnel when they're going in. And then you have that really red, stark, underground city as well um, within the retrieval. And I think... Both of these are really cool, and I think the Bad Batch are the, are the perfect people to go and help liberate those people. Um, not even just because they're finding their ship, but I think that's the thing with the Bad Batch. They're always finding some sort of good within the bad situation. It's like, oh, well, and that's kind of like obviously just the 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 story writers, right, within these. But I think that's like the, the point of the Bad Batch is like even, even when everyone's turning against them, they're the Bad Batch. They're the good guys, but they have like this stigma. And it's like even when they're trying to find their own ship, they are stumbling across this bigger conspiracy to be able to help other people that are in some ways more like them than they than they, than they know. Um, and that's the whole point of the rebellion. That's the whole point of, uh, I think, the, the good in the Force, too. And I think the Bad Batch emulate that um, as well. But I love this arc these two episodes yeah that was a lot more profound than anything i'm gonna say i was just gonna honestly say, I, I i was i, I didn't yeah <laughs> i was just gonna say that i really liked that they showed us the tool that they use to drill wow you are <laughs> right, yeah, yeah yeah and then they like they flip it and then they like the little syringe comes down and they like extract that thing oh, white, white really cool. collar blue collar you know <laughs> <laughs> that's looking for these deeper themes and i'm just like want juggle <laughs> yeah that's why that's way funny uh i believe this is the two episodes before metamorphosis because this is this is indeed right around when i take my nap and oh my I god i don't remember these two episodes as well either so, so i'm glad you were able to talk about it so eloquently so no thoughts over here <laughs> perfect well that takes us to metamorphosis metamorphosis I mean, great. <laughs> which we kind of already talked about but yeah and also it's the entrance of royce hemlock who is actually i was wondering really when he got introduced he is, is a fantastic villain he is a great villain it is almost a shame he'll only be a villain for presumably season three plus five episodes in season two oh, maybe, no, maybe he we'll makes him live action sequel sequel era he'll be there yeah palpatine exegol yeah he's gonna be starting he's a real one he's going he's, he's going one. the distance well you know so they they capture the zillow beast and yep. then uh the bad batch asks like oh where are they going or whatever and they're or was it someone in the empire who's saying it someone said like oh they didn't have like any coordinates to where they were going or something no, that was tech so it was that. tech mm-hmm. yeah he said that their destination was unknown no because never mind we he, see him later on tantus he said that their destination was not in the logs so they in the flight log in the he said that the destination was not Don't say in the ship that was uh, ruined, so they can't try. They can't track the Empire to where the right. Zillow Beast is going. But we saw it going. on Tantus, right? Yes. Okay, never mind. I was gonna see. I was gonna say maybe it was going to the unknown regions, <laughs> and we'll see. Roy's Hemlock found the First Order, but nah, never mind. Scrap that. I found Roy... the First Order. <laughs> That's ambitious. Yeah, well, along with other people. That's, he's too much of a. Along with this podcast favorite character from Aftermath. Um, Ray Sloan. Ray Sloan. The GOAT. Um, I, Royce Hemlock, I'm excited to see him because he is intriguing every single time he's on screen. He's also voiced by Jimmy Simpson, who plays one of the McPoyle brothers on It's Always Sunny Philadelphia. Oh my gosh, oh, is it? so creepy. And, yeah, as well know as, you know, as, uh, as, well as uh, The Man in Black in season one of Westworld, 
uh, amongst a bunch of other things that he's he's really great in. Uh, Jimmy Simpson's a really good voice actor and actor in general. So he, he I am so surprised he was able to bring this creepiness and this yeah. low tone, monotone, low talking person, uh, you know, to to screen. I think it he knocks it out of the park and every mm-hmm. it's it's not, it's obviously how he sounds, but his calculated actions are so freaky. Like he just has he's like five steps ahead and he plays the he plays the game of chess like Thrawn. Um, yeah, it's really freaky, but Metaphor- Metamorphosis is great. It's got a really creepy creature in it. I asked Luke, it was like, would this scare your son while watching? Because um, it is pretty freaky. Might have if we didn't fall asleep. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, about Royce Hemlock real quick. Yeah. I want to give props to the animation and how much detail they put into it because he has like a bad hand. And mm. every time you see him, like usually he's like messing with his hand or something like mm. that. And it's really interesting, and it makes, I think, for a more compelling character. And I'm just, I remember when I watched this the first time, and I'm thinking, like, that seems like something that would be, like, an actor choice, you know? And the fact that they went so far as to include an animation, I'm like, they're really putting detail into this show. That's why the fans love Star Wars animation, and this is why. This is why. We're getting hand gestures over here. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Like I said before, I slept through this episode twice for the most part. And so I finally did rewatch it in its entirety, and it's good. But be honest, was it its entirety? (laughs) Yeah, I watched it all. But I was um, a little disappointed because I knew it was the Zillow Beast episode, and I knew just from the discourse on Twitter, everyone was talking for years and years like, whatever happened to the Zillow Beast? We saw it in season two of The Clone Wars, I think, and not ever since. So that was what, 2010? It'd been 13 years, and everyone was like, oh, we finally got to see the Zillow Beast again. And all we saw was that the Empire has it, and they're using it for cloning stuff. Like, we knew that. Palpatine no, kept I, it after the Clone Wars, and it's not I'm, like we really learned any new information here. I'm okay that we don't have, like, a concrete answer of, like, how that is going to play out or anything like that. To me, it's just, I'm happy that they're continuing the story. They're, like, they're saying, like, hey, we know we talked about this in the Clone Wars. We didn't forget about it. Like, we are going to bring it back. And stuff like yeah. that is important. So I'm okay that it's, like... I don't know, like, like, yeah, mm-hmm. like you said, like, it just kind of, like, confirms what we already suspected, but that's fine. I'm just glad that they're doing that. Yeah, I, maybe I was just expecting more out of it after everyone was so excited to see the Zillow Beast again, and so I assumed that it was more of a conclusion to the Zillow Beast era or arc of Star <laughs> Wars, and it was really just a reminder that it is not <laughs> over. Um, the next episode, Outpost. An episode that I think stuck in all of our minds through the entire... That's the Crosshair episode? That is the Crosshair yeah, episode, indeed. The second one? It That's is a good one. Fantastic. And also, sorry, the moment I was talking about earlier, it's not even Crosshair who kills him. I can't even think about the other guy, the other bad... The other clone? No, he's not a clone. He's the other Imperial guy from the other episode where he kills the guy and shoots him off the roof. Um, Can't think of that. Oh, Rampart. He, he's going to report. Yeah. When he's going to report that. That's in episode three, I believe. Um think mm, rampart is the bad guy from season one which now that i'm thinking about is he even in season two yeah he's in it yeah i'm trying to think i'm that's right i think much. it was episode three yeah he kills a clone was yes the clone yes. in cold blood yes. oh was, that's right because the clone was going to tell him that yep. the bad batch was interfering um, yep. uh actually i think that might have been at the end of episode two because i think that yeah, yeah. i think that might have been was it okay that's the moment yeah. when i was like oh f- man this episode we this just season's great. this season <laughs> yes we did it all blends together folks um, but the outpost does not blend together because no, my stands God, out. it stands. It's so good. You get crosshair being a villain, but you also you see him in the worst circumstances, standing up for himself, standing up for other people, and then ultimately shooting one of his own, one of his own in quotes, I guess, at the end. And it is such a harrowing episode. And the fact that we, um, I can't think of the guy's name who dies. 
who I forget too. Oh my Mayday? god, Mayday! Mayday! Because it's so cool. How do we forget it? <laughs> Aren't you glad again you're listening slash watching this episode? We know what we're talking about. When Mayday dies, though, someone's is... listening, going, "Please have me on this podcast." I promise, yeah. I know more. Than <laughs> most you. of the most of the ninety percent of the time, I swear, we're like, "Oh my god, we know every we know more than this other person's talking about." <laughs> and this time, someone else is doing that, and I'm sure it feels good. Um, but the but when Mayday dies, it is so heartbreaking because you see that mm. survival kick in and crosshair truly does care about people and with a bad batch as we know with the inhibitor, inhibitor chip being uh disconnected in, in season one that he, he doesn't have it's he's not being controlled um he does still care about people like he always has and it's just he clearly just has a different point of view from people um and i think when mayday dies and that's like the last straw and he sees how everyone's being treated it's such a good moment when he shoots that uh, officer it is mm-hmm it's also season great, defining but that, but, and then and how is it season defining though because i mean <laughs> jesus christ so much still happens, yeah. I don't know. uh it's great that it was mayday was just a reg like i mean even just saying that sounds rude but that was such a element in the early season of the bad bat early season one of the bad batch and even season seven of the clone wars the way they treat and talk about regs as being beneath them yeah. and now that line is starting to get blurred a little bit more and they're recognizing that these clones are people and they're just like them the bad batch and they all deserve to continue yeah one thousand percent max you have any notes nothing outside of what's already been said uh i think off the top i talked about how crosshair was my favorite character mm-hmm. if not i'll do it now crosshair is my favorite character in the bat batch and watching this episode yeah it just like confirms that it's like you know crosshair is not a good guy but he's mm-hmm. definitely the best one when you see the vultures uh, I'm just they're not actual vultures, yeah. Sur- the ice, sur- I think they're called ice vultures. Maybe they, they, <laughs> yeah. they're circling around, and he knows that they're he's gonna die. It's yeah, he can't live with himself. But he's like this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's man, it's so rewarding. Like Yo! and <laughs> I don't know. Pump. They, they cover so much ground in that one episode too of like how different Crosshair is from the other clones. Like when they're talking about how they're there to just like watch this equipment or whatever. Yeah, and then Crosshair's like, "Well, what's in it?" And they're like, "I don't know. We've wanted to know the whole time." And he's like, "You haven't looked." Yeah. Like, that's how, like, different they were going into the episode, yeah. and then by the end, he was avenging him. Yep, exactly. So good. So the next episode, hard turn again, though, is, I want to say it's Pabu. I um, think that's right, yeah. It's, I think this is a great episode of adventure. It shows Hunter conflicted with Omega, again, like I said earlier in the in the episode, where, you know, he was debating leaving her so that she could have a good life as a kid. I love this setting. I love the fact that this great flood is happening. I love the way the town is is built up and they have to get to the top before it starts to flood. It raises stakes. It's fun. It's nerve-wracking. It some of it takes place at night, which, you know, I'm a night freak for this for animation, I guess. <laughs> but I really like this episode. I thought it could have been a filler episode to be like, "Oh god, now we have, after Outpost we have to sit through this shit." But no, it's I think it's really fun. It wasn't bad, but I would still say it was a little more filler. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Was, and I would put it towards the bottom of the list of the 16, but I still really, because it does stick out in my head, though, a lot, like that set design and everything. I like the set design yeah. a lot, and I remember very distinctly the first time I watched it being so bummed mm-hmm. that this flood was happening, and I was like, yes. oh, man, this was such a cool place. I know. And then like after the episode, I have to like, remind myself, being like, that's not real. Yes. Like, it's okay. <laughs> it was giving me big uh, Atlantis Lost Empire vibes. Which is a great movie. The design of the people, the big flood. The the overall aquatic theme. theme. Yeah. Uh, it also unlocked a big fear of mine, apparently, when uh, Omega and other little girl are on the boat. Yep. And the water recedes for a tsunami. Yes. And then yes. they're on land all of a sudden. 
That's horrifying. Yeah, it is. I don't I, like the idea of boats as much anymore. That's a great moment, though. That is a freaky moment when you can put yourself in that situation and be mm-hmm. like, oh my god. No fun. Yeah. So moving on from Pabu, the tipping point. This is great. This is clearly going back to Crosshair and you are seeing the conflict within the Empire. What? What's tipping point about? That's Crosshair looking? on uh, Tantus. This is when he's, Oh yeah, that's the one where he warns the Bad Batch that they're coming for him. And he's he's strapped he's strapped down basically getting interrogated the entire time mm-hmm. um by Hemlock. Right. Which is great because you could just see that because it's like, you know, Crosshair's doing what he thinks is right and then you're seeing that that crack within, you know, within this organization. It's like you pick you can either pick left or right and then if we pick one side, you end up seeing the division within there and it's like, "Oh, it's not just two sides. There's like a million sides within each side. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously with the, the, with the rebellion stuff too, and obviously the Bad Batch are their own division within that side. And then you get to see this side where it's like Crosshair, who is one of their own, is now being treated terribly and will continue be treating, getting treated terribly into season three. Because <laughs> he, I <laughs> guess he wait. is he is seen as a traitor at this point. Um, so, you know. We're gluttons for punishment. Yeah, that's a real tough bind that Crosshair's in, where his brothers think he's a traitor, and the Empire treats him like a traitor. He has no people. He's all alone. Everyone hates him. Yeah, not great. Not great. Um, And then we move on to the last batch of episodes, which is the two-parter. This batch. The best batch, though. Oh, all right. There we go. So batch, batch, (laughs) the best batch. It's good. Good TikTok right there for you. Um. And then the last two episodes, last batch of episodes, the summit and plan 99, I'll just group these together. Um, I think the summit is a great setup. Um, the word summit's always fun. It always feels like a fun tech thing. We're like, I want to go to the summit and everyone gathers around and is announcing cool shit and whatever. I don't know. I've never been to one. Uh, it sounds great though from the <laughs> side, <laughs> but like the summit, it gives you, it invokes this idea of what it should be. Like if you watch succession or anything, they go to these summits and everything. Um, uh, and if that's a fun they're on gondolas it seems fun but this is a great setting for this because it you, did that seem fun Matt when they were on the gondola was that a you good know, scene for you gondolas do freak me out I don't like them why are they this must have been torture for you yeah it was it was not great uh, I don't like gondolas they swing too much and you have to go over it's they're freaky get a different way to transportation up a hill you know <laughs> we have sh- ships speeders like not in real life though in star wars um, yeah but so the summit i think is setting something up that you don't even know is set up yet it's simple like the gondola you know is set up and then you're like oh this is not gonna come back at all or whatever it's like this is the only way back basically but like you know in a huge way and so at the end of the episode you know they get stuck on these gondolas and they're in pursuit they're getting in pursuit and we we end right with just like what's going to happen and then obviously the plan 99 10 minutes in tech dies and what a shock the fact that it's 10 minutes in and then that's what again when we get to the stakes are raised again where we're like tech is presumably actually dead hemlock shows that he's even more malicious than we thought the when they throw his goggles on the floor and hunter's kind of like really left in shock it is a gut punch and it Omega grows up a million times over in this whole season, I think. Um, and then, yeah, I think that like echo has to feel terrible and it, it's so depressing and dark, but it's so good. What are your guys thoughts on this episode? In these episodes, uh, Sagarera shows up and every time Sagarera shows up, I get excited to see him and also just filled with dread. Cause it's always awful. Yes. He brings I agree. Death and destruction everywhere he goes. And I know it's the point of his character, but as soon as he shows up, it's like, Oh, Everything sucks. This is the worst now. Yep. The plan's ruined. The mission's gone. Um, which reminds me, did they ever succeed in the mission? Do we ever get a, like a confirmed they did not find 
they did not track um I don't even remember what the mission is now. They were trying to put a tracker on the the guy Hemlock's ship so that they could track it back to Crosshair to Tantus. Did they definitely fail with that? Or is season three they must have definitely failed. I think I remember now they definitely failed. So that's a bummer. They failed <laughs> and then um yeah, Tech Dies, the summit was awesome. We got to see Krennic and Tarkin, yes. uh, also Ularin and um uh oh Hemlock. Ularin Krennic were at the summit with Tarkin and Hemlock. That was cool. Project Stardust was name dropped. Super cool. Liked all of that. Um yeah, Tech's death was super sad. Just the intensity of that scene on the gondola when Hunter keeps giving orders and he's like shouts like why aren't we moving? Like why aren't we moving? And then he tells Hunter to get tech back on to get tech back up here. And it's like, how is he going to do that? And it's really sad. The, that scene just shot very well. The music when tech yep. shoots the thing and drops down. That was awesome. Um, I've said before, I think tech will come back in some capacity. Uh, the fact that Hemlock, like you said, yep. had the goggles and retrieved them means that he also retrieved tech's body. However, mangled and destroyed it may have been. I think that maybe that would be a cool thing for season three that they're still experimenting on or with Tech's remains and the Bad Batch has to go retrieve him to give him like a proper burial or funeral and mm-hmm. that could be a nice end to the season maybe for season three. That would be nice. That would be nice. Um, But yeah, everything else. Omega gets taken, which sucks. Uh, it, it was brutal to see wrecker and hunter get captured by the empire like when they got the broken neck and broken arm that was just kicking you while you're down at its finest that sucked Ah, it sounds like i really i mean it just it's a great episode but it's a bummer everything sucks i thought you were about to be like man what a great episode (laughs) yeah it is though Sometimes that's what you like in Star Wars. and Yeah. As did, Matt was like describing Tech's death, I just have like the sound of silence playing in my head. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but one thing that, Matt, you already said, but I want to emphasize, because I remember so clearly when Tech died, not comprehending it until it was like way too late. Like when he died, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, he's dead. Yeah. Because then I was like, this episode isn't ending. No, like, no, there's like it's 20 the music. minutes left. Yeah. The music is what really tells you that he's dead. Because yeah. if they yeah. play any other music during that scene, it's like, oh, what's Tech going to do now? And right. No, he's gone. He's gone. And then we find out that Omega has a sister, which is a huge cliffhanger. And then also Omega and Crosshair are yeah, in the same... that was another thing that was making me mad on my rewatch that that was such a big reveal at the end. She has the same accent. This girl is talking... Like the only other New Zealander female <laughs> in all of Star Wars, and then it's revealed that she's a clone. And everyone's so surprised, myself included. It. And it's like, were you not paying attention? I do like Omega's accent, but I would not call it subtle. <laughs> oh, it's, it's not yeah, subtle. It's and Emery is her name. She has the same accent, and mm-hmm. I was shocked that she was a clone, and I don't know why. It's like she's the only. Ah, it seems so obvious now in retrospect. Man, but what? Do, I mean, so that's how the season closes out, and I. I love this season, rewatching it. I loved it then. I loved it now. And so like, how would you compare it to season one? Like, again, from memory, obviously, no need to rewatch because we, we did. But, like, off the top of your dome. Uh, I mean, tech dying is just so much more memorable that it's hard to remember anything else from season one. The, but the season one finale was also really cool. The destruction of Topoka City mm-hmm. and Crosshair escaping with the Bad Batch and then staying behind. Because, boy, you really thought Crosshair was going to leave Kamino with them. Yeah. And then he still stayed behind. And then season two starts and you realize that he was there for like 16 rotations or something absurd. Yeah. Yeah. He was there for days or weeks. Yep. That is rough. 
Um, so yeah, I probably like season two better, but it's inches above season one. They're they're both consistently great. I need to rewatch season one to give it an honest review because mm-hmm. season two is so fresh in my head that I feel like I would have to say the opposite, that season two is miles ahead of season one. But I'm in I bet s- if I rewatch season yeah. one, I would feel different. I'm in the same mm-hmm. boat, though. Is like I want to give it an honest review, and and I'm sure we'll equally forget as much as we did in season two, but I would like to rewatch it and actually compare it, but I would say season two is miles ahead because season one, there was a lot of fill- filler that led really nowhere. Which That's is what we were saying after our first watch of season two, though. Filler, but <laughs> then filler we came back left... and said that all the filler episodes actually developed everything a lot better in retrospect. And I'm sure we'd say the same thing about season one. That being said, I really remember that Rancor episode not doing anything. <laughs> I was just about to say that. I was about to say that season one had filler that was unnecessarily yes. filler, though, because they went and they got a Rancor for Jabba, but then they had to make a big point. Like of how like well this isn't that Rancor though this yeah. is just a different Rancor. Hey, Rancor. Rancor. We're like why would episode? this not just be the same one? <laughs> yeah, we gotta be misremembering something. That must have been a good episode. May- I don't know. <laughs> we'll go back and rewatch it. I mean, I I'm not like bashing Bad Batch by any means. Obviously, same. I love the show and I'm super excited for season three. I'm terrified of how it's going to end uh, because Star Wars does not have a good track record of an- ending their animated shows on high notes. Uh, usually they're very uh emotional. Yeah, that's and, true. Uh, oh, you mean on like emotional high notes? Yeah, like yes, they, they the end very, very good well. On quality high notes. Yes, quality a high note, but like yeah, it, it emotionally might, it might be sad. Yeah, I feel like I, Dave Filoni was like, "You want to see these suckers die?" <laughs> <laughs> He's like, okay. He's like, remember those six seasons of Clone Wars where everyone said that all these clones are the same character and we don't have any emotional attachments to any of them, and I made you care. Watch me do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like this voice we got him going for Dave Filoni. It's like he asks a question that really goes higher in the second half when he answers his own question. Let me do it again. Uh, uh, I'm going to make a TikTok of that and Dave Filoni's going to be like, what the fuck? Is that what I sound like? <laughs> I don't. Is that what I sound like? I don't think it is. <laughs> making him sound like such a dork. It's just, like, Dave he, Filoni just he asks does. and answers his own questions all day. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I, I want to um, keep going with that. Other, bit, but I, I don't other notes I had on the season: uh, Captain Nolan, the guy that Crosshair kills on the outpost, says to Crosshair about clones, "I don't like used equipment." Yes, which is uh, a pretty savage yeah. uh, thing to say about the people that you are. Like you're saying that to a clone, yeah. so that's mean. Um, and then the only other note is what I wrote is clone commandos can get it. Which is true, <laughs> but like the Empire is phasing out all the clones because they don't like used equipment, they don't trust them, whatever. They want to use conscripted conscripted soldiers. Yeah, but clone commandos are still cool. Yeah, because they're better and cooler and stronger. Yeah. What are you gonna do? They're not wrong. They are way the, cooler. The clone commandos' first appearance was in Legends in that video game, right? Yeah, Republic Commando. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad Dave Filoni has done that a couple times now where he's like really just unnecessarily included like a really fun cameo. Well, do you remember when they included the it was those clones. It was Delta Squad that they included was it? in um, the Clone Wars. And it How was do, just oh, they were in the Clone Wars. Yes. And it was just like a cutaway scene. Mm-hmm. They land and I don't remember if they're escorting someone. They just get off a ship and it's those four clones. You can see like their armor is the same. They have ooh, I'm not going to remember their names, but Scorch and a few others. Um, but yeah, he included them and he didn't need to. And at the time it was like, oh, that was random and a fun nod to legend stuff that is not really canon anymore, but now it is canon. And he did that for people like us that watched it 
and thought there's no reason that this can't be canon, doesn't contradict anything, and <coughs> now clone commandos are massively important parts of the canon. Yeah. Man. Massive props to Dave Filoni. I know I know every Star Wars fan loves Dave Filoni, so this is not going to be anything new, but his love is well-deserved. Yeah. So, what's your guys' favorite and least favorite episodes of this of this season, rewatching? Uh, Least favorite was um, episode one or maybe two, I guess, or maybe the arc as a whole. I don't know. Um, my favorite, probably, I mean, Plan 99, the finale. Mm. It was... It was obviously the best, you know? I guess, it's, I guess I have the good fortune of going first, so I get to claim that one as my favorite. That's what okay. are your guys' I don't favorites? think it, Plan 99 is my favorite. It's the most memorable, but as an episode, I don't want to watch my favorite character die all the time, <laughs> you know? That's fair. Watch. Um, I don't want to steal Matt's, too, because I know no, what do it's it. going we, to be. You said that earlier when you saw my list, too. I, I'm going to try to pick something a little bit different, but the outpost is definitely up there. Yeah. So I am going to steal that one. But I would also put the other Crosshair episode up there. I'd say Solitary Clown is probably my second favorite. Oh, nice. I, also a great episode. I have the outpost, as we just talked about, the clone conspiracy, because it's so fun, and then the crossing, because it's just kind of a fun episode, and I know it's a two-parter, but it's the first part, and I think the stakes when you're like, oh my god, my ship's gone, is, is a really fun way. Again, they need to introduce that more to be like, oh yeah, we should probably think about our ship more all the time. Yeah, and we're parking that. <clears throat> Where do you park ships? I don't like Empire Strikes <laughs> Back when they're in the the asteroid field and they go sleep in the space slug. Yes, it's like if you're if a a component on um, the Millennium Falcon breaks and you can't fix it, this is the end of your entire story. Like yeah. you get eaten by a space slug. You have to call your friend, be like, hey man, I need you to pick me up. Where are you? Well, this is going to be hard to explain, but I am in a meteor <laughs> in a slug. I once had a friend call me. I'm sure you know who it is. Uh, I think I've told the story before, but he was working and he, uh, we were in high school and I, I had the day off because I worked at Panera Bread in high school, the worst job ever. And he was like, hey, can you come pick me up? I split my pants at work. And I had to go. We had to go. Split my pants. Oh. And it was like, okay, what? <laughs> like, so not only do I have to pick you up, I have to drive you to a store to pick up new pants because you have to take your lunch right now. Anyway, that was that's the equivalent of You're a, good friend. a space slug. <laughs> <laughs> Ripping your pants at work. Yep. You know who it is. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that was our review of Bad Batch Season 2. I th- We all really enjoyed it. There wasn't really... At least favorite episodes, I guess. We, sorry, I guess I skipped over that. We all kind of talked maybe faster for us. Uh, for you as the first two episodes, so didn't need to go back and say that. Never mind. <laughs> we'll just fix that in post. Don't yes, worry. Yes, we will. Um, But thank you so much for listening to this, uh, our review. Uh, I swear we do know what we're talking about, but does anybody have any force for thought? I do. Whoa. I rewatched the uh, first half of Empire Strikes Back, fell asleep, so I'll finish it up later, but... I uh, had some more force for thought come up as I was watching it, and it also related to uh, the Bad Batch because Gunji gets returned to Kashyyyk, and we mm-hmm. see uh, Kashyyyk. It was a very tropical, warm, kind of swampy planet. Those Wookiees are not adapted to harsh, cold weather, yet Empire Strikes Back makes us believe that Chewbacca doesn't need a coat on Hoth. I think that might go as far as a continuity error at this point. There is, I mean, just because he's got some fur... He is not going to just think, tank that cold weather on Hoth. Think about cats outside. They can do really well when it's winter outside, like an outdoor cat. They can do really well when winter, or they can do really well in summer. Now imagine being a 6'4 Wookiee, if not bigger. I'd say that they could probably adapt pretty well. I mean, they have Wookiees have so much fur on them that I feel like it makes more sense for them to be adapted to the cold rather than the tropical. I feel like it's weird to but see something with Kashyyyk. so much... Yeah, I know, but I feel like that is weird, right? To see yeah. like such a furry, presumably warm animal mm-hmm. 
animal. No offense, Chewy. Sorry. <laughs> um, come from there. I don't know. That's all right. So, that's, that so maybe I'll, I'll phrase it that way: that the force for thought is that the Wookies that are so clearly adapted to a cold environment <laughs> live on a warm tropical planet like Kashyyyk. Yes, that is worse. That is weirder. Maybe maybe Kashyyyk has seasons, and we've just always seen it in summer. That could be. We've seen it in the holiday special, the Bad Batch, Jedi Fallen Order, and. Revenge of the Sith, which is a pretty good sample size, I'd say. And canonically, they all take place in June, which is crazy. <laughs> is, that, is that what we're going with? Yep. All right, you heard it here, folks. That is not a continuity error. Maybe some force for thought. Maybe not even if Matt convinced you. So thanks for watching. Follow us on socials, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and we'll see you next time. See you, Sammy.